0: Aaron O'Toole's leadership looks like it might be just about over by the looks of things. Uh, We're going to chat now with Melissa Cowett, who is a conservative strategist, consultant, and writer. Melissa, thanks for your time. Always a pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me, Shay. It's
0: great to be here. It seems we, you and I talk about this uh, this topic quite a bit, but it looks like this may be once and for all, right? Uh, by the uh, If you're just joining us, basically what happened is uh, it sounds like 35 MPs have signed a, a petition or a request that would trigger a, a leadership review at the next caucus meeting, which is scheduled for tomorrow morning. If it's 50% plus one uh, against... Aaron O'Toole. That's it. He's done immediately, and an interim leader is 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 brought in. Is that how you understand him, Melissa? Is that where we are right now?
1: Yeah, that that seems to be where things are. Though there's a lot of a lot of different information circulating in the media, but it's it sounds at this point like tomorrow, when um, the Conservative Party of Canada meets as a caucus, there there sounds like there will be a vote um, challenging his leadership, and so he's going to have to answer for that back in September of last year, or October, I guess of last year after the last federal election, the conservative party of Canada was the first, um, since the reform act provisions were changed to actually empower caucus to make these kinds of decisions. So if you're thinking to yourself, how does caucus have this kind of power? Uh, they voted on this after the last election. And, um, and so here we are, it's, it's, it's wild to me, the sort of roller coaster that we've been on. Um, it, it looks a lot like O'Toole is not going to survive this. Yeah. If the numbers quoted in the media are what they say they are, but I guess we'll have to just wait and see. Um,
0: the other interesting part of this, and no doubt um, the discussion will center around this, is why we got here. There are lots of reports today from inside sources apparently saying that the reason this was triggered is because of the uh party's decision to fast-track approval of the Liberal government's ban on conversion therapy. They're the so-called conversion crew within the Tory caucus that are very upset with that move, and that's what triggered all of this. Is that what you're hearing, too?
1: I'm, I'm definitely hearing some of that. I would say that that's probably not the whole story. I would say that um, there are several things that people within the Conservative caucus have been upset with O'Toole about, conversion um, therapy is definitely um, an issue that's very um, attractive to sort of talk about because it's, it's quite a contentious issue. Yeah. But as, as far as other issues go, I mean, people were upset with um the way in which O'Toole brought in what people are calling a de facto carbon tax after committing that he wouldn't do that in the leadership in 2020. People are upset about the fact that the conservative platform um, wasn't all that fiscally responsible um, in the last election. People are upset about the fact that um, they have sort of personal issues with O'Toole and his team and the tone um, that they take. People are upset Um, with how he has dealt with issues like gun control, if you want to look at maybe where more progressives in the party are upset. Uh, And so so it's not, I want to emphasize, it's not just the one thing that has brought us to this point, but it's it's one of many things that has caused people who were not happy with the performance in the last election to say that we need to do something different.
0: Aaron O'Toole, in his tweet last night in response to this situation, laid it out there. Um, And I think this is... uh an interesting approach that he's taking because he's definitely saying it's the social conservatives that have the issue. And he actually said there are two roads open to the conservative party of Canada. One is the road of Randy Hillier and Derek Sloan. It is angry, negative and extreme. It is a dead end. One that would see the party of confederation become the NDP of the right. The other road is to better reflect the Canada of 2022 to recognize that conservatism is organic, not static, and that a winning message is one of inclusion, optimism, ideas, and hope. That really is at the center of the modern conservative debate, is it not?
1: Correct. Um, there there are definitely two paths right now, and I would go further than that is to say there are two paths, but three groups of people within the Conservative Party, from my perspective. Um, the Conservative Party has always been a coalition between Social conservatives, former reformers, and progressives, former PCers; those two groups have always existed. Yep. But I'd say definitely within the past couple of years, we've seen um, we've seen an increase in the populist faction of the party. Um, people who don't necessarily have strong principles either way. Maybe they have a bit of both in their, in their politics weaved in, but they're willing to be very outspoken and overt and loud about where they think that political culture or where the, the base of the Conservative Party is going. And I think that that is has actually been something that's really damaged yeah. the Conservative Party and made it difficult to decide which paths we're going down. Um, but I would agree, there, there are two paths and... and We've been having this discussion for a long time, it seems, and we're, oh. we're finally going to have to get to a point where we need to solve it.
0: So, Melissa, that's the question. And the last one for me, we, you're right. We've walked this path before. Those those two groups within the party come together and walk hand in hand for a little while, and then they separate. Is this a position where, is there somebody out there that can say, okay, we're going to come together, we're going to respect and include everybody to the point that they're happy? Or are we in a position now where, as you said, we are, we already know Maxine Bernier has a has a warm and welcoming house for a lot of people to run to if they want. Um, it, do we see this split into two prominent conservative parties once again?
1: I think there's a real risk of that right now, just because there is more of an elected presence of um, of the more conservative, socially conservative side of of the party that was able to get elected um, in this past election. And so I would say that the heavy, um, not and not all of caucus, I want to be clear, there are still a lot of progressive um, and more centrist folks within the CPC. But I would say that the the more conservative folks within the movement have a lot of power right now. So I don't know um, unless they're able to secure a leader that is acceptable to them, I don't know how the party stays together. So if the party stays together, it, it could be under the leadership of somebody that's a bit more right of center. And then that leaves questioned for the long-term game of how, does, how do the Conservatives fare in the next yeah. election. Um, but I, I see that as the only path, really, for them sticking together at this point.
0: Fascinating. Fascinating, but entirely predictable, too, at the same time, which is the, uh, the amazing thing about all this. Melissa, thank you so much for your time, as always.
1: Thanks, Jay.
0: Take care. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it. Melissa Cowett, who is a conservative strategist, consultant, and writer, and a frequent uh, guest on the show, talking about the conservative uh, political situation. It'll be fascinating to follow tomorrow, see what happens. Um, as as we heard, the caucus meeting tomorrow, uh, there will be a vote on Aaron O'Toole's leadership. And if he loses that vote, 50% plus one, that's it. He's done. Gone. No longer leader of the party. An interim leader is brought in, and uh, they head into their third leadership race in less than six years.